Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, welcome to another season of uh, From the Terraces. It rained yesterday, but we still managed to get a little bit of football in. Uh, hopefully a new look to the show this season. I've got lots of people in the studio with me now. I've got lots of people who have also expressed an interest in helping out. So uh, we may see a change of personnel and some, some substitutions halfway through the season. We've still got Matt Lockwood on uh, the phone uh, on every Sunday, so uh, the regular team, the regular team players, will be there as well. And a fantastic opening uh, of the season uh, for Cambridge United yesterday. 2-0 win against Oxford. Uh, not just uh, scoring goals, a clean sheet, but the way we played, I think, made us look uh, really, really good. And uh, all of the naysayers over the summer can uh, hold their tongue now and uh, wait to see what uh, unfolds over the next few weeks. Cambridge City still waiting uh, to start their season. We're due to play Hadley in the FA Cup pre-extra pre can't even say it pre-qualification round. Uh, that half happened uh, abandoned at half time uh, with City leading three 0 They go again probably on Tuesday. Histon uh, had theirs rained off as well, uh, but we'll be talking to both Lance and Robbie uh, later in the show. And the women's season yet to commence. We've got uh, a chat with Darren uh, with Cambridge United's pre-season uh, preparations well underway. Two games to go uh, before they kick off against Cambridge City away. And if you've got anything to say, you can all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, 07, yeah, you're very, you're very mechanical, but I can I can just about hear you. Yeah. Very, very, very mechanical. Now, that's just me, Matt. That's just me. Uh, hopefully, then, we'll get all right. You're sounding not too bad there. Um, I, I guess we've all, we've, we've all been looking forward to the start of the season after the excitement uh, of the end of last season. Um, most people have now recovered from that, and uh, social media picks up where it left off and starts slagging everybody off almost from the get-go. Uh, I, I guess it was really unfortunate, the Barnet game, um, uh, losing that obviously was going to just raise a whole host of uh, objections from everyone but generally I think uh, a really good off season and I think one of the things we've seen is 
that despite the big names that we knew were going uh, and that uh, ended up going with Lloyd Jones, um, with um, uh, Sam Smith, with uh, Nibsey and others, uh, everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be really difficult to replace them. But uh, six really, really good signings and, and what we saw yesterday on the pitch, Matt, uh, shows that uh, if they can carry on gelling and, and playing together like that, then this could be a, a promising season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think keeping those five players that were out of contract as well, and, you know, Ryan Bennett, George, uh, George Thomas, uh, Fajiri Okunabire, and there's two others that I've completely forgotten, so you have to jog my memory there, Tim, but there was definitely a couple more. Um, I keeping hold of those players, and I think Ryan, you know, Ryan Bennett, um, George Thomas, and Fajiriok and Abire. If we can keep them fit for the whole season, especially Fajiri and, and George, um, you know, it could be massive, massive pluses for us, uh, you know, going forward. So, you know, it, it wasn't as big a, uh, you know, a breakdown as we expected. Right now, um, as you said, you, you, you named sort you know three, four from that we we knew that we were always going to go Harvey, in Sam Smith, Lloyd Jones, Dimmy in goal as well. Um, you know, and they were probably you know the key parts to the end of the season in terms of getting the goals and you know Lloyd Jones obviously being. A- Matt, what I'm going to do, Matt, because we're we're lo- we're losing you here. I'm just going to try. I'm just going to try calling you on your phone rather than uh, do it through here. It seems to be coming and going. So let me just uh, give you a call uh, and see if hopefully we can get you uh, a little bit better signal there. Cheers. Okay, so let me just uh, while I'm going live, you all know I can't multitask while I'm doing this. So uh, let's just make sure we can bring up the uh, phone and I can get Matt on it and give him a call and hopefully not get his answer phone. Um, let's ring in. That's always a good start. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, hey Matt, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm not sure that that's any better, actually, Matt. <laughs> um, uh, I think what what we'll do is uh, uh, we've got we've got some people in the studio, so probably uh, unfortunately I think we'll have to we'll have to lose that because otherwise it's going to be a, a bit of a poor sound quality for everyone. So we'll catch you later on, Matt. Cheers. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. So that always happens. I was telling, I was telling everyone in the studio, you've got to learn to talk for a long time about absolutely nothing because uh, those these things unfortunately do happen when we don't have people in the studio. So we will, uh, we will soldier on uh, with uh, what we can. Uh, do you want, Jesse? Do you want to get you to get you to? So, so we have two people in the studio, and now I've got to remember. Uh, oh, I'll just fade them all up because I can't remember which one's which. But do you want to start? Just introduce yourself because people people will want to know who you are, and then uh, we'll uh, involve you in the conversation. Okay, um, hi, my name's Salima Kambi, um, 19 years old, uh, player at Cambridge United. Yeah, he caught, caught us out earlier on because we're there <laughs> slagging the team off and he goes, oh, I play for them, I play for them. <laughs> so now we're not going to talk, we're going to say we're going to be very nice about them. I did say time before, and didn't I say how I always like to be really positive about the team most of the time, so, uh, uh, and then Billy, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, no, I'm Billy, I'm far less interesting, but I've been a fan of Cambridge United <laughs> all my life. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we have got someone else, but she, she wants to stay silent just for the moment, just to get used to it. So uh, we will happily respect that. Um, I, okay, let's t- let's talk about the game. We've got uh, twenty minutes uh, less the audio that I've got for Mark Bonner to talk about the game. Uh, for me, the, the the good thing was we came back from 
where we were with a, a phenomenal finish to the end of the season. Uh, no one, no one gave us a chance really. Um, even I'd admitted defeat and said that we were probably going to get relegated. Um, and then we started winning, which is always the way. That's why I never make predictions about anything. Um, I go back to I don't know who, uh, who was there at the Accrington game um, away. Uh, probably five, four or five games from the end of the season, uh, Dunk suddenly realised he could score from corners. <laughs> which, <laughs> every, Dunk, the, the, a continuing theme from the show is how amazing Harrison Dunk is, and every year he reinvents himself when everyone thinks that that's the end of his career. Uh, and uh, being able to put corners in, which we hadn't been able to do all season, um, and then George Thomas scores, scores his first goal for the club as well. It was that kind of spirit that really highlighted the last few games and we got the results we needed, uh, apart from at Burton, that gave us that chance of playing Forest Green and actually uh, being able to play, uh, you know, for a place. Uh, and I, the, the pitch invasion at the end, and I shouldn't condone pitch invasions, <laughs> very naughty. Uh, but uh, Nibsy spent, I think, forty minutes on people's shoulders at the end of that one game. I don't know whether he, he, I don't know whether he was trying to get away or he was just enjoying himself so much at the end of it. But the feeling at the end of that was so positive. But at the same time, as we just touched on with Matt, the problem was there's a lot of people that we know are out of contract, some of whom we might be able to keep, some of whom we already knew that they weren't going to stay. Um, what did you think at the end of last season in terms of moving into this season? What, what kind of position did you think we'd be in uh, at the start of this season? Well, obviously, um, it's a tough one to predict um, any season, really. I think everyone was really on cloud nine obviously from staying up and that was the main focus I think for everyone and everyone's desires um, so in what was quite a difficult season I think everyone will agree staying up felt like a massive massive victory to everyone and like you said there the pitch invasion it just shows how much it, it meant to everyone at the club you know everyone in the, in the town so um, yeah going into this season as well I think just another season in League One um, was really good for the club, really good for, for the supporters. Um, and I think they were just kind of looking at, uh, looking towards what could be kept, what could be built upon and, you know, just kind of starting afresh. And like you said, um, you touched upon earlier with the game yesterday, you saw like different bits of patterns and things like that that we didn't necessarily see um, last season. Uh, which was really, I think, pleasurable and really enjoyable for fans to watch and really encouraging as well. So, um, yeah, I think going into the season, just wanting to see something a bit different, but kind of still with the Cambridge United blueprint. Yeah, and I think we've 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 talked to the club over and over again, and they keep talking about the blueprint, and that's on and off the field, and we've all seen how well things have progressed off the field with uh, the number of fans rising uh, almost on a, a monthly basis the ability to buy back our own stadium um, which for fans who were old enough was a, a tragedy that it ever got to that situation where we sold it um, to make to make ourselves much more financially viable and, and to then be able to invest in the facilities at, at Clare and uh, you know elsewhere and I think that was there was a there was a I can't remember what the um, award was, but there was a the preliminary for an award that's going to start this season for the clubs that are in the best position uh, as a club rather than just the players. And I think we finished third or fourth in it. Um, unfortunately, it's probably it's going to be done properly as of next year. And I think there's prize money that goes with it, so we missed out on the prize money. And apparently, it's quite a lot. There seemed to be a lot of money being talked about as part of the prize fund. Um, so it's a pity we missed out on it this year. But I think we are in 
such a good position that it you know it it, it makes the off feel it makes the on field stuff a little bit easier because we're not constantly worrying about whether we're going to get crowds in and whether we can afford to do this and whether we can afford to do that but the downside is that because they are prudent in the way they spend money, we we aren't given the same, we haven't got the same playing budgets as other clubs. So that's always the worry. And you see, you know, when we first, when it first became obvious that Lloyd-Jones, for instance, wasn't going to be coming back, um, when Sam uh, and Ironside and uh, Nibsy said, you know, that, that or it became obvious that they were at least looking elsewhere. Um, and there's all this outcry that you see on social media about our oh, traitors to the club, and you think oh, they're footballers. It's a job. You'd leave. A, you'd leave your job for some for a better job somewhere with better prospects. So why is it so bad for a footballer to do that? They don't owe the same loyalty that we give as fans. Um, but it was one of those things where we did look at it and think it's a massive, massive year. And people, people like Ben, Ben Strang is often the butt of the criticism at the club because you know he isn't signing uh, you know premier league uh, players into the club and uh, it, it, on a pl- limited playing budget it's always difficult but i think they've really got it right the the the, the diff that you know they brought in a they started bringing in early and they continued doing it throughout uh, the, uh, the the window and i think you know they've strengthened where they need to strengthen um and now we've got to a situation where i think on paper i think the team is probably better than it was last year and certainly what we saw uh, yesterday some of the uh, passages of play particularly when we were under pressure uh, and we were defending so well i think is is a real encouragement for the entire season yeah absolutely i mean it just highlights like in terms of the players we've brought in just how key staying in league 1 actually was for the for the club you know we wouldn't be able to attract the caliber of players that we had even if we were to be relegated and so to see that we've strengthened in the way that we have and to see that already bearing some fruit at the beginning of the season is a really encouraging sign for the rest of the season I, I, I have to be careful now because you, because you're part of the club, so I, we, we need to have a chat about what I can and can't say <laughs> to you. But as as players, when I mean, you see, you obviously see a little bit more potentially than we do because you see trialists that come along uh, in, yeah. in, and everything else. It, do you, I mean? Do you st- do you discuss players in the same way as we do? It's like, oh, this this might be a really good signing, or oh, I have no idea why we signed him. He's thirty three, and he's, I'm not picking on any player here. He's thirty three, <laughs> and he's been injured, and he's not going to come back again. Does that does that kind of discussion happen at the club in the same way as it does with fans? Probably with a bit less vitriol and a bit more footballing sense behind it. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there's there's definitely not as much um, criticism. I think you've got to remember that this is um, our work. You know, it's our it's our environment. So just like when you get a new colleague in the work environment you know you welcome them and you make them feel <laughs> you feel don't slag home. them off as soon as they were like, oh, why are you 35 playing um, but yeah I mean um, yeah in all seriousness like just wel- welcoming kind of anyone that kind of joins us into the club into the team making them feel um, at home and really kind of building that um, that unity and all, all those kind of things help with the team cohesion that you see on a Saturday so um, when we talk about, you know, like the counter press yesterday and everyone working together and the team spirit and everything, those things can't always be coached. You know, that that comes from a good group of players that, you know, want to fight for each other, want to work hard for each other. You know, um, a teammate that wants to help his mate out. But yeah. that's just the bottom line of it. So um, in terms of like players and that coming in, I think... There is sometimes uh, like some whispers, but ultimately it's it's not the players' decision. It's yeah. just the staff, the backroom staff's decision. So 
anyone that does come into the club is welcomed and made a, made to feel a part of it. Um, and that is, I think, more important than anything. And and Mark, this is I think this this is what what kind of marks out the the Bonnet era at the club in terms of management is that you always got the impression that if you looked at Calderdale and you looked at Calderwood and you looked at others who've come before him, Sean, Sean Derry, great managers in their own right, but they were managing a football team. Whereas you look at uh, Dunn and Bonner, they were managing. Cambridge United and it was much more of a family thing and they always stress that the way you're going to get the best out of players that we know aren't going to be the you know the, the the leading goal scorers in the league because we don't have the money to spend on those kind of players but the way you get the best out of people is by do, by doing what we're doing and it's much more of a it's much more of a family community place and this is where you know Paul Mullin joins the club um, he, he was obviously a good player but he hadn't really done very well and then all of a sudden he clicks in the team and uh, and Mark gives him some freedom and uh, and we end up with obviously you know what we've all seen in history and now we've lost him and uh, now he's out now he's got quite a nasty injury isn't he a punctured injury. lung is, a, is not an easy not an easy one to come back from but um, you know it, it is and I think it's one of those things a lot of clubs will say they're about family they're about community they're about a, a club ethos but you see it in virtually everything Cambridge United do and uh, I know that you know there's a, there's a big there's poster, posters all around the training ground with you know what it means to be part of Cambridge United yes, and identity yeah, yeah. The identity and the culture and obviously like you say, um having good people in good positions in the club is really important. Um I think Bonds has done almost every job at the club. <laughs> from being like in the bar to working Clean at the boots. academy, like, you know. So he himself has really worked his yeah. way up just like the rest of us need to do so as well. So um yeah, creating that kind of culture and the identity um within one unit is yeah. really important. And I think that showed more than anything that showed during the uh, the run last season where, you know, owners would have, within a few weeks at the start of that one, they'd have got rid of their manager, then they'd have got rid of the next one and probably gone through two or three where people would have started blaming people for it. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, you could tell that Mark shielded the players from, uh, you know, some of the worst of it, took took on some of the worst of it himself. Um, and when you think he's only a he's only a young manager, he's only got a, a you know a, a relatively small amount of experience, um, and uh, you know he's achieved an awful lot in that time. That's certainly when it comes to the front, when you know you see the way in which that is handled within the club, and a lot of fans complaining, you know, and they're, they're entitled to their opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion, and you know we pay money to go in, and it's you know if we're not seeing what we want to see, it's frustrating, um, but. I think that's the nice thing about it is you open the season on such a bright start like we did yesterday against Oxford that people hopefully will look and go yeah okay yeah, this this doesn't look this doesn't look half bad let's uh, let's see what happens and uh, and gives everyone a chance for it because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of really good quality players there who were uh, you know settle in and that's you know the experienced players it's great to see as I say great to see Dunk on the bench and uh, hopefully he'll, he'll he'll play you know he'll play a good part in uh, what goes on this season um but some of the signings uh, I mean Kachunga that came in uh, last week I mean on paper that's a, that's a, a brilliant signing um you know so we see we want to see how that happens but just from players I mean Lancaster looked rejuvenated yesterday um had a really good game um and uh, Liam Bennett 
um, one of the areas where he, he got some criticism was in his defending and yet you looked at him yesterday and he looked every bit the, uh, the, the good defender as well so I think People certainly went away. I was I was uh, down in the pub afterwards, and uh, you listen to people talking, and it's it's obvious they've seen something they 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 like, um, and that can only be good for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree. Um, the players will know in themselves, um, and as a collective, that after last season there'll be things to work on, um, and they would have gone away, you know, had their breaks, but also worked behind the scenes a lot of things that you know people don't really see. Um, but I mean, yeah, in a results-based industry, you know, starting off the season with a win isn't the worst. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's the thing is that people fans forget, and you made the point that it's a job, it's your job, um, and like any other job, you you need to be encouraged, you need to be shown the ropes, you need to be uh, you need to be given time to settle in. Um, and fans need to understand that fans you, they can't expect you know I'm sure Messi would slot in really nicely quite quickly um, but uh, that's not going to happen so you kind of have to make you have to make the best of the situation and I think again we look at the the management from the club this time this time round and they, yet again they've shown that they've got the right idea uh, to create a sustainable club that's going to be around the long term I mean there's a lot of clubs again this year who are on that danger list of you know going out of business potentially if it doesn't right for them um, you've seen the troubles at South End and, uh, and other clubs where you know Barnsley had to Barnsley had to cancel a couple of pre-season games because they couldn't they couldn't field a side and you think well if it if it's problems for them then uh, you know we're, we're in a great position did alright yesterday though yeah they <laughs> <laughs> did they did, they did. Um, it, when, when, when a player leaves so that we're going to see this fairly quickly because the, the Reading game's coming up when a player yeah. leaves do, do you root for them I mean you presumably stop when they're playing Cambridge potentially but uh, you, do you keep an eye on players that leave and move on uh, as they try and progress their, progress their careers I mean like, I say yes um, obviously being around you know these players they're, they're not just players to you you know your, your friends your colleagues your teammates so um They've given me advice, you know, help me out with different bits and pieces when I'm at the training ground, uh, when I'm training with them. So I always look to kind of um, hope they're doing well and hope they're getting their success. So when obviously they, when a transfer does come for them and they do, you know, leave the club on, leave the club to make their next steps, um, it's not necessarily a negative thing in the way that fans may view it. You're more happy for them and um, rooting for them, like you would say, because I mean, everyone wants to do well in life. Um, and and to get the next thing and the next thing. So when that opportunity does come, it's a brilliant thing for them and and an inspiration for us. So, um, yeah, I I won't lie, yesterday I was checking my phone um, (laughs) at the end of the game just to see how a few of the lads were getting on. Um, And, yeah, so... um, Yeah. It is. It is. It's. I mean, I say. I. I get it. Lots of people don't. That uh, you know, players move on, and it's good for the club that we develop them. And the question is, the, the the shout we always get is, oh, how come, how come we're letting them go on a free at the end of the season? And you think, well, that's that's the way it works. We can only offer short term contracts, so yeah. that's always going to be the case until we're financially stable enough to do that. It would be nice to get money from people, but it's also good in terms of the return that comes back to us from loan players and things like that to make. A reputation for yourself to, to be doing the right thing by players so that they can do yeah. um, let's just listen to uh, what Mark had to say um, after the game uh, yesterday well it will do if that's not working well, Mark plenty of excitement building up to today's game as there always is 
ahead of the opener and I guess in terms of ticking all boxes that's done exactly that today yeah, I thought we were excellent. Really good, really good value for the result, and I thought the performance was um, was very strong. <clears throat> different different sections within the game, but first 30 minutes was the absolute blueprint for us. I thought we were outstanding, and then second half um, we struggled to get out of our half a little bit, but we never felt under huge pressure. We did have to defend the goal a couple of times, Liam Bennett very well on a couple of occasions. Um, subs made us better. Did did exactly what we needed to do in that period and shifted the game. It's a, it's a really good result and a really good start. It's obviously, clean sheet and, and three points is, is important to us, but performance level as well, I think, is really important. And there were some really good performances out there today. So, good day for us. You said in the build-up to today's game that it would be a very open league. It was certainly a very open first half and great build-up to the first goal and a, a super poachers goal from Jack. Yeah, really good, really good play. I thought we started the game very well. Um, Played with some good intent with the ball, played forward but not rushed and, and had good control in certain moments of the game. Um, not only in counter-attacking phases but just in some of our build phases and to get a bit more control in the game. Um, you know you have to spend some time without the ball against these. They're brilliant at progressing the game and, and building their play. Uh, but I thought we defended against that very well. And then the first goal was uh, excellent from Seku, excellent from Jack following in. It's exactly what we need. He'd had one fairly wayward, let's say, shot just before that. But um, his, uh, his follow-up and finish was very good. In terms of Seiko Jana, you mentioned him just there. Only his second league start for the club. He's been here a couple of years now, but a super contribution from him. Played a part in both goals. What did you think of his display today? Well, enjoy that one more than his last one, for sure. Um, I thought he was brilliant, really good. He's, he's really built up over pre-season. Um, exactly what we want in a wide player. Showed himself to be more reliable and, and direct in his attacking moments. And he's getting better and better without the ball. So, um, yeah, really pleased with him. I thought he was very good today. Um, we want wide players that can excite people and bring tempo to the attacks. And he can certainly do it. So, um, a, a really solid start to the season for him and a good performance. Yeah, Gassan gets his goal as well, peels off his marker, a bullet header into the back of the net, gives you a really comfortable lead. Is that the kind of contribution you want from him? Is that the blueprint from him as a player? I think so. I think one with um, one with Sakes being as direct as he is, he can play off both feet, he can cross, he can shoot. And I thought the build-up play to a second goal was absolutely brilliant. And um, Gassan was, Gassan's had a really good game today. I thought he gave two strong centre-backs a real, real test. Uh, not only in the physical duel bit, but I thought he was very clean and tidy in his um, link-up play. He could play into him, he was reliable and, and helped us build off his attack. So, yeah, I thought the forward players were excellent. I thought the defensive structure of the team was very good. It's everything that you hope it can be on day one, and it certainly turned out to be that for us today. So we're, we're really pleased with the start that we've made. Yeah, second half, you had to show a, a slightly different side to your game in terms of the pressure that was invited at times. Had to try and hold a high line and just see off that, that little bit of pressure from Oxford. They didn't get their goal, but it was a, a good level of organisation from your side. Yeah, as we'd expect, I thought we defended the box very well and, and um, limited too many big chances or really good chances. Never felt under a huge wave of momentum in the second half but we wanted to get up the pitch a little bit we came a bit too deep um, we predicted the second half might look like that at the start Cameron Brannigan ended up being deeper to go and receive and get attacks started for them he's excellent at that and once he did that that gave us a bit of a problem because they created a little overloads in positions that we couldn't quite get to so it's a good thing for us to look at and work on um, but he, he starts the attack and then finishes it on the edge of the box as well he's he's, he's top top player so um, but that, that caused us some problems but I thought in the main we, we dealt with it well we saw a lot of changes for both teams second half adapted to those things very well and finished the game really strong the boys that came on helped us get up the pitch and connect the game a little bit higher which was important it was that the thinking behind the substitutions, attacking substitutions towards the end of the game. Did you feel your side was sat perhaps a little bit too deep and you wanted a little more of an outlet? 
just a, just a bit more legs and energy up the pitch. They, they work incredibly hard, the front players in our team. So um, to be able to give us a little bit of freshness up there was important. Catch did that really well. Um, Faye did that well. The two boys that come on in wider positions or, or on the left-hand side, um, Sule done, done very well as well and had a great chance that was a brilliant save from the goalkeeper. Um, I thought we, I thought they made a really good impact. Jordan Cousins as well. Dunks was excellent when he came on against uh, Young Mills who came on and did very well for them, I thought. Um, caused us some problems. So, yeah, I, I was I was really pleased with that. It got us a little bit higher up the pitch. Um, but we got look at the team today. It's a strong it's a strong side and a strong bench. And um, when you've got that, you're, you're, you're certainly encouraged to make those changes and it made a difference for us. Yeah, the... Uh Changing rules that was announced well, a week, two weeks ago that meant the ball being in play a little bit more time, higher threshold on fouls, and it's kept everyone on their toes a little bit today. Four bookings for your side. What are you thinking? What's your thinking behind the change in the rules? Um, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. I think the instinctive bit of reacting when decisions are bad and go against you is very hard to take out of people, and we're going to be very, very careful. Um, we could end up with a lot of players sent off. I absolutely agree with the premise that um, officials should be respected and, and cheating shouldn't be allowed and um, people come to watch the ball be in play. So I understand all of those things, but there are a few rules that are definitely going to need some tweaking as time goes on around, I think, the frivolous nature of yellow cards for certain things. We saw it very quickly last night and um, things like that. It's going to take some time to change behaviours um, and whether the consistency lasts or this will be a three-week thing will be the challenge, I think, for, for uh, officials. Um, so that, that is interesting. There's a few in the, the technical area around one person only standing, which actually means coaches can't do their job, which is ridiculous. So that one needs some work and some thought. Um, I don't think football people made that rule up. So, um, yeah, I think there's some work to do on that. I think the premise behind all of it is right. Um, and, and it will be a real challenge. There'll be a lot of yellow cards early on. We don't want to be a nice team. We want our team to be aggressive, rock and roll, um, get after people, play on the edge, but never be hijacked by the game. So expect more yellow cards because it's going to happen, but also expect, hopefully over time, that does change behaviour a bit and makes the referee's job slightly easier, which is very, very difficult, but it needs to happen because um, otherwise we're, we're going to run out of refs because no one wants to do it. All in all, though, Mark, a successful day. How important in that sense was the three points and getting those on the board today? Yeah, um, we've got to win a lot of games, haven't we? It's 45 to go. It's always nice to start with a win because then no one panics. Um, but it, it's, uh, yeah, lot, lots to do. It's a really good performance against a team that no, no doubt will be up there this season. Um, they've got some brilliant players and uh, the expectation for them or their season will look very different to, to last season. There's no question about that. So it's a really good result. We know home, home results and home form will be really important to us. Um, and it's something that we can build on. Still plenty to do, still plenty to improve. Players still getting fit. Um, new players got a long, long way to go to be ready, but um, we're really pleased with the starting point and hopefully we can go to Fleetwood next week and back it up with another result. Mark, a real consistency in the defending when we were pegged back, obviously uh, a huge encouragement and a, a clean sheet as well. I'm really pleased for Jack actually because it's um, not easy when you play against your previous club and um, I thought he, he kept a really good goal kicked well in difficult conditions it got windier and windier second half he did well um, and, um, and, and the two senior centre-backs really help us Danny's first game as well important for him to start well but there were lots of, lots of good phases of, um, of defensive play so we are pleased with that because we know the platform for any 
team that has any success is, is being solid and secure in the back end of the pitch. So, good start for us. And a wet Saturday afternoon, but a huge crowd coming in for the first game of the season sets the pattern, hopefully, for some real good attendances this season. Yeah, I hope so. Just a continuation of where we've been over the last few years. I think the crowds have continually risen. 6,000 home fans, record season ticket sales. It's, it's good. Everyone's in a, in a good place. Good atmosphere today, and I think people would have enjoyed the game. So, that's good. Um, and hopefully, everybody comes back and wants to see a bit more of it. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what Mark had to say. I mean, it, it, it's always difficult to draw conclusions after one game. I like what I saw, and I think the general consensus here is we like what we saw. Um, and it certainly bodes well, uh, obviously, as Mark said, 45 uh, league games plus the rest of the uh, season uh, to go. So we won't draw too many conclusions at the moment. I see people predicting where we'll finish in the league, and that ranges from uh, automatic promotion down to, no, we'll be fighting it out at the bottom again. So that covers all the bases. I think we probably don't need to say any more than that. Uh, let's see how it goes, and uh, and we'll make we'll start to make some more judgments uh, as the season goes on. Uh, looking forward then uh, this week. Obviously, uh, we're in uh, cup action, EFL Cup action against uh, Sutton on uh, Tuesday. Um, I, not sure whether there's train strikes on on Tuesday. I think there are. So uh, uh, apparently, I was talking to Matt Ramsey after the game. He was saying there's a whole load of them going down, but they've basically got to catch the 9:50, which leaves. Uh, that's the last one that will get them home. So if they don't get that one, so hopefully it won't go into extra time and penalties because that could cause them an awful lot of problems. Uh, and then moving forward, obviously uh, Peterborough. Uh, that can't be right. What am I looking at there? That can't be. Surely can't be right. Uh, oh no, because I've gone into I've gone into it's there's something wrong with the fixture list on the uh, site because it only lists one game per month, uh, which would be quite a nice way of doing. It. Hang on, it's got September, October, November, August, September, October, November. Something very strange going on there on the uh, club website about the, uh, um, the the way in which they've listed these things because it doesn't make any sense at all because it's gone backwards and forwards. Anyway, uh, Sutton on uh, uh, Tuesday to look forward to. Um, uh, we'll take a... Well, we won't take a break. We've just taken one. So we'll uh, come back in a second and we'll talk about... Let's talk about Histon first of all. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Histon. So, it, 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 Histon have just started. I, I, got, I got really confused because I forgot that last season we started uh, the uh, League One action early because of the World Cup. So, I, I knew that I thought that uh, non-league didn't start for a, a while yet, but of course it started already. Um, so, after a kind of... An indifferent in terms of results uh, pre-season. Histon had their first game against uh, Alston Park, uh, lost uh, 2-3. They came up uh, having scored a pile of goals uh, in the league below. Uh, and the worrying thing for Histon was they blew a two-goal lead on that one and lost 3-2. And then it was on to March Town, first home game of the season on Tuesday, which I went to see. Um, and that was, again, frustrating. They, they, they should have won the game... And 
and if the second half if the first half had been anything like the second half they would have won the game but they really didn't turn up in the first 45 minutes uh, by then they were 1-0 down and then plenty of chances on goals but just couldn't convert those uh, into uh, the result I spoke to uh, Lance after the game and this is what he got to say about it Lance, two games into the season, two narrow defeats. It was really the first half that killed you in that game. Yeah, I mean, they ironically, it's how Aylston played their second half on Saturday against us. They played with a diamond and we couldn't compete against it. Today, we said we, we changed to a 3 5 2 today again to combat that by our wing backs being able to get out and be our outlet. Um, and we asked one of the centre forwards to drop onto their sort of deep line person of the, of the diamond. We just didn't get it uh, right first half at all. You know, they had too much space, they were creating too many chances, they were, had runners off the ball. We weren't, in essence, it should be like four midf- or three midfielders against their three and then our centre forward deal with a deep line mid- midfielder. And we just couldn't come to terms with it. And then the second half, or well, half time, we have a little bit of a go at them because, we, you know, it's, you know the, it's roles and responsibilities. We talk about it week in, week out, and, and understanding your, you know, your part to play in the, in the team. And, we come out second half for a different side, you know, and it's like you know we, we can't keep giving like on Saturday two 0 up against Elston and give you know three silly goals away. The goal we give away today is a silly goal, you know, it's a 50-yard pass. We should be closer. Perhaps a goalkeeper should do better, you know. You can, and I'm not blaming them for the mistakes they make. It's just the actual initial kind of start position where they should be, and that's what's let us down tonight. Yeah, and as you say, you can't afford to give anyone, uh, you know, uh, simple goals, and uh, and that's that's really what it was. Second half came out, and as you say, I don't know what you said to them at half time, but it certainly made a massive difference, not just in the way they play, but the the, the determination and uh, and the grit that they showed in that second half. Yeah, the determination. And like I said to me on Saturday again, we go back to that. I can't fault them for their efforts. You know, we, we're a depleted squad. We've got quite a few injuries and one or two away. So it's, you know, with what we've brought in, we're a bit unlucky with what we haven't got. So, but we have to make do with that. You know, we we have got a bigger squad this year and you know we felt that tonight the starting 11 it was good enough to give them a game and, and first half we just didn't turn up and, that, and that's what it sets the tone for the game but like you say we had a few heavy words at half time and they came out and they did everything but score second half you know and you know March defended very well they, they played the game very well you know they, they slowed the game down when they needed to and it frustrated us you know but we probably just lacked that little bit of quality in the last third I mean Marcus had a great chance with a header if that's Ed Rolf he's probably scoring but you know you know, we, we created more chances in the second half. We were better on the ball. We were more fluent. We were a bit more aggressive, and so we just—I think we probably deserved a point come the end of it. And you looked at the you looked at the fixture list at the start, and you, t- two difficult games to start off with against a side promoted with a lot of goals behind them, yeah. uh, and March, who are always always a, a good fight for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I guess it's the, it's the manner of the defeats and how close they were that you, you'll rue you'll you know you'll rue those uh, drop points potentially. Yeah, I mean, like Saturday, two 0 up in fifteen minutes uh, could have been four, and we didn't take our chances and. We, we said at half-time it could come back to haunt us and ironically when they scored their first goal inside the first half it was our free kick we had a player down for two or three minutes and Danny Gould and we just switched off and again their first goal tonight or the only goal tonight is because we've switched off and you, you cannot switch off at this level you know there's some good players at this level and if, if the ability of the pass initially and then obviously the finish you know but you know although we've lost by the odd two goals and the odd goals are in each game I'm disappointed the way we've lost both games, but I'm also encouraged by the way we've we've tried to fight our way out of it. Um, so we didn't have a good start last year, and we finished sixth. So you know we have to hope that that's the same sort of scenario this year. Absolutely, it's on to uh, FA Cup extra preliminary round action. Uh, a, a difficult game for you. Yeah, well, the fixtures haven't been kind this year. I won't lie. You know, you get a promoted seed like, side with like 112 plus goal difference, then you get Ipswich Wanderers who who cruised to winning the third London last year. Um, we had them watched last week. Um, 
they're going to be physical, they're going to be horrible. We know what they're like. Um, so, yeah, the fixtures haven't been kind and it's away as well. So we have to try and go there with as much confidence as we possibly can because, you know, back-to-back -back defeats by the odd goal doesn't help. You know, we'd love to get three points or even just a point tonight to take into that game. So, But now it makes the FA Cup even more important to us. You know, so, yes, there's no points at stake, so there shouldn't be any real kind of issues there in terms of like worrying about how many points you could lose on Saturday. It's about trying to make a few quid for the club and hopefully we can do that on Saturday. And, and I guess you, you go in there as underdogs and it, it's going to be one of those games where you can perhaps actually make something of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we, we go there, like you say, as underdogs. So we, we will go there with, if we can maintain the momentum we had in the second half here and take that into Saturday's game, then we'll give them a game. Um, if we turn up like we did first half, then we won't give them a game. And that, that's, that's football in black and white. And it's, you know, it's how they turn up. We, we just mentioned it after the game. Is it the warm-up? Is it this year? Is it that? You know, how do we change their mindset to when, they, when that first whistle goes for them to be, you know, on the of the bang as such you know and ready to go um, who knows what that 64 million dollar question is but you know the first two games against Ellison we were we started well didn't finish well tonight we didn't start well but finished well so if we can put, combine the two we'd be alright play average football that's what he's got to do just combine the two games uh, so yeah Histon played or started to play 20 minutes of a game against Ipswich Wanderers in the uh, pre-qualification uh, rounds of the FA Cup um, but obviously uh, after 19 minutes abandoned due to a waterlogged pitch they go again on Tuesday evening as do uh, Cambridge City uh, in their game against Hadley uh, they haven't started their league season yet but I caught up um, or I, I, tried to, I tried to catch up earlier on in the week with uh, with Robbie but uh, took until this morning to finally get hold of him um, and this well, when I can find it oh, I should have done this before I was doing this just as, as just as we started the show so bear with me a second while I just re-add that and I can now see Robbie in there so I can now play Robbie this is what he had to say uh, this morning when I spoke to him well, Robbie, uh, the league season hasn't started yet, but you were supposed to be in uh, FA Cup extra preliminary round action uh, yesterday. We'll come back to that one later. Let's just look first of all at uh, the uh, summer break and what happened. And I guess a, a number of players coming in. Dan George must be really good to get him back after such a, a long and uh, serious injury. So bringing back experience into the club, knows the club, obviously knows the club very well. It'd be good to have him back in the side. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's he's coming to just sort of be number two to Joe. But but like you said there, you know, Dan's a, he's an experienced goalkeeper. He's somebody that had a very, very nasty injury through work. And, you know, for us, there's no, you know, we've got Caleb Chandler, who's who's a very, very promising 19-year-old that's come through our two-year youth system. And, you know, we just thought it was a, a great time as, as any to get him out playing regular football for the season and bringing Dan into train with with Joe and the, and the other boys and and just because Dan knows the club so well and and he was a, a very good servant to us you know prior to last year and you know the nasty injury that he had so yeah it was it's great to to bring him back into the club you know we've also brought in Richard Black who was captain of Deerham last year six foot five centre half you know we brought him in to place Yao Fusu who went to Alf Church so you know we, we're looking across the board and you know Joe Hood's coming at right back instead of Matty Miles. Ryan Swift back in. You know, a very productive season for him at Deerham last year. I think he got 15, 17 goals in all competitions for Deerham. So, you know, losing Ben Nolan, who, you know, for us scored one goal and, you know, didn't really contribute too much in that final third at times because it was it was a new level for him. It was difficult at times. But, 
you know, so so like for like replacement, and we're hoping we'll get more out of Ryan than than we did with Ben, you know, for this season. So so yeah, and and like I say, we've we've brought in uh, Stan Leach, uh, centre forward. We've brought in Steph Broccoli to to replace Jared Robson. Yeah, Steph Steph somebody that's been on our radar for a, for a while, and we just when we knew that he wasn't going to be staying at Spalding, um, he was somebody that we you know Jared was still in the building at the time, and we just felt he would. He would come in and, and provide us with different type of playing in the 10. You know, he's somebody that you can play through. He, he's a strong runner of the ball. He's not particularly big, but he's technically very, very good. You know, he was at Peterborough, went to Newcastle, come back, and he's, he's played a lot of football over the last few years. And, you know, we were over the moon when he decided to come and join us because, you know, for me, we want to try and, you know, players that we've lost or decided to replace needed to be of a better quality than the, the, that's gone. And I think, you know, anyone that's watched pre-season and certainly watched the first half yesterday would have seen a, a very, very good Cambridge City team. So we're we're really pleased. There's one or two more coming into the building next week uh, and they'll make us stronger as we move forward. Yeah, and looking at the the, the pre-season results, obviously a, a, a lot of goals being scored and uh, Cotton uh, carries on where he left off, Tom Wormsley does as well and uh, Steph Broccoli's fitted in really nicely, scoring uh, two goals already. So overall, you, you I mean, you just said then you, you're looking to replace with better players. That you, you, You're pleased then that, especially with the uh, inclusions that are coming in this week, that you've got a stronger squad than you finished with last season? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've got, you know, we've taken two lads from Cambridge United, Pat Swartzky and Liam Chadwick, both second year youth players. And they've they've come in and you know, Pat's had a couple of sort of torrid ones, really. He's had a couple of injuries, a couple of head, head bangs in the two games and he's had to come off in the two games that he's played. But in the short periods that he's been in the team, because we've lost Richard to a hamstring strain, Pat's come in and done really, really well in the short space of time. And, and Chad has, you know, we... I know him very well. I know the family very well. And, you know, he had his brother in goal to start the season last year. And he's somebody that plays in the centre of midfield. He's very tenacious. He loves to tackle, throws himself into things that you think that he's never going to win. And he comes out with the ball. And his quality on the ball is certainly in that number four role that we're, we were looking for. He's really come in and, and hit the ground running in terms of what we want from someone in there. And, and he's, he's sort of almost made our team a lot safer and secure in terms of when we lose the ball. We've got that player there that is always in the right position and can, you know, pick the ball up from, you know, sort of missed clearances. And yeah, he, he's he's been a very good signing for us, albeit just the two games he's played, but already you can see what he's bringing to the team. So, you know, we're, we are really happy with what we brought in. Uh, and like I say, the two that are coming in this week, two very quick forward players. Uh, one's coming in from Peterborough United. His name's Lewis Darlington. He's a second year pro, ex-Knotts Forest, England under 15. Very highly thought of at, at Peterborough. Very explosive centre forward, good with his back to goal. So he's going to give us um, lots of good things and good moments while he's with us um, initially for, for a month. But wasn't signed in time to play yesterday, which is disappointing. <laughs> but, you know, the other guys, a guy, Bradley Rolt, who, again, ex-Peterborough United, 22, played for Spalding last season, scored 12 goals from from right, left, or through the middle. So, again, very, very quick. Knows the level that we're playing at. So, we're very excited to to bring those two in with 
with what we've already brought in and what we've already got in the building team. Okay, so on to the uh, FA Cup game. Pre, uh, it's an extra preliminary round against Hadley. It was wet to start. It was wet throughout, and it was uh, abandoned at half time. Not, n- not without a little bit of controversy. Look, the fact that we started the game in the conditions and the pitch was, yeah, it was wet to start with. The fact that people are out forking a pitch before a game that then disappear at half time. That was a little bit disappointing for me and I know that people say oh, it was really heavy but it was really heavy from 1.30 when we turned up so it was really heavy throughout but look, it is what it is you know we're disappointed that we couldn't get the job done and the game wasn't allowed to finish because like I say the pitch was very long it was it held the water very well and there was one or two areas that you know certainly the two two goal areas and an area near, near the dugout were, were were wet but yeah it's look I'm not going to create any more you know, sort of that needs to be created. It's the game's been abandoned. The referee was in charge. He's made his decision. We've potentially got to go back Tuesday. So that we'll we'll go back and hopefully we can finish the job that we started yesterday. Absolutely. And and the, diff- the difficulty, of course, is that not only, as you say, it's a Tuesday night, uh, it's a reasonable travel for, for some players down there, which logistically always makes it just that that unnecessarily difficult, I think. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it's, you know, for me in Cambridge, it took me an hour and a half. Um, we've got lads from from other parts that are coming from a lot further afield, and you know it's disappointing for them. But look, it's, this is what it is. You play at this level. You know, we're used to travelling because we travel to the other side of Birmingham and everywhere else every other week, so we are used to it. But it's it's just one of those that's uh, it's pretty annoying because. You know, it's the the week before the season starts, and it would have been nice to to go into next week on the back of a a good FA Cup win on Saturday, and then you're preparing for for Gresley at home next Saturday, and you've got two sessions to to prepare for that game. It's not ideal, but you know, we we just get on with it, and we just have to, you know, like I say, finish the job that we started yesterday because it's important that you know we do get through this round, and we. You know, it's, I think it's worth about £2,000 to us. So, you know, it's money that helps us fund our football team. So, yeah. you know, it's important that, you know, we do get a positive result. Um, and we, we use, you know, yesterday's disappointment and we, we use that in positive ways and, and go and get the job done and, and move on to, to Gresley next Saturday. Yeah, as you say, Cresley at home, home being St Ives uh, this, uh, well, at least for the first part of this season. So, uh, you, you you know, you had a, a, a difficult season at times last year. Injuries plagued the team uh, for long periods of time. You'll be looking to uh, start off quickly and, and get points on the board. Yeah, we will. And, and look, we've, we've tried to learn from from last season. You know, I thought we, we probably left ourselves a little bit light in the forward areas a lot last year. Um, and I think that was mainly down to what was available to to us in sort of the market that we're looking at. And I think, you know, it's one thing I looked at over the summer was we need to be top heavy in those forward areas. We need to be able to change games if we need, you know, we need different types of forward players. We need players that got a little bit of everything. I thought at times last year we lacked pace. I think this season with, you know, Jake Battersby, uh, Bradley Rolt, um, Lewis Darlington, Steph Leach, Steph Broccoli, you know, we've we've added quite a lot of pace and power to that forward line. And then 
And that'll be interesting to see. I mean, they, they certainly did lack pace, but the, the, big, the biggest problem at City last year uh, was consistency. Uh, well, if you take out injuries, there's a big problem. Uh, they had that as well. But consistency when they had uh, teams on the pitch in getting getting the results that they should have done. There were a number of games where they should have won and didn't. And a bit like uh, United, they couldn't draw. Uh, so they either won or lost. And, uh, you know, in the end, that's going to get you into trouble. Um We'll just talk briefly about the women's football. We've just got time. I spoke to Darren after training on Thursday. They've still got two weeks to go till the start of the season. Uh, but looking into uh, the season, this is what Darren had to say. Darren, it's a, a wet Thursday night in North Stowe uh, and uh, two weeks to go before the season starts. A couple more friendlies before uh, an opener against uh, City away. Yeah, um, yeah. looking forward to it. Hopefully it won't be raining like it has been tonight. We'll have a bit dry weather. The summer's, summer's gone a little bit awry, but uh, yeah, it's been good. As you always find in pre-season, you, you're trying different formations, trying, trying different people out. We've got people in on trial, got new players in. Um, so yeah, it's always a little bit... Uh, it doesn't work perfectly first time, but you know, we're, we're quite happy with where we're at. We're really pleased with the quality we've added. We're pleased to have retained the people that we've retained. So looking forward to getting started now. I was going to say you've you've retained all the people that you wanted to retain. You brought in some uh, some real quality in uh, for this season as well. I guess too early to start looking at where you might finish, but yeah, I, I would guess. I mean, obviously, we want to improve on last season. Yeah, that's it. Exactly that. We've we've set the targets of around the improvement that we make, rather than trying to predict which position we'll finish in because we don't know what other teams will do. But we can look after ourselves. So we're focused on things like goal difference and number of clean sheets. Um, and the number of wins that we'd like to pick up and, and we'll see where that puts us at the end of the year but importantly we've got to focus it's a bit cliche but we've got to focus on one at a time the first one is City we've got to go and try and get three points in that and then we move on to the next one afterwards but we're very hopeful we feel like we've got a good squad together we've, it's really important that we have retained those players like you said now it gives us a chance to take all of them that have learnt the things that we did last year we're not having to start from, from scratch they already know what we want in certain areas of the pitch and we can just keep building on it so yeah uh, it is definitely about improving we'd like to think that we'd be better off you just never know. The league gets stronger every year, so you never quite know what the other teams will have. But yeah, we're really happy with where we're at. And uh, it's two games announced so far at the Abbey, but uh, a couple more coming in. Again, it's always good to get there and uh, selling season tickets this season. Yeah, another step forward for us and for the club is that we're selling season tickets for the women's team and hopefully we can get some, some support with that from, uh, from people who come to watch. Two games at the Abbey, as you said, we're, we're looking forward to those and all being well, we'll have a cup game there as well and, and if we can get to the County Cup final again, then, then that should hopefully be at the Abbey. So we're looking forward to those games. They're always good occasions, always good for us to give a... a a bit back to the community and, and to get people to come in and see what the women's team are about and we're hoping we can do that again um, yeah and, and hopefully we'll get some more people down at St Nears too I mean that's that's our, our venue for most of our home games so we'd like to see a few people down there to come support us too and some good crowds last year especially at the Abbey uh, 600 odd people uh, for one of the games um, uh, opportunity this year uh, for a game at Carroll Road with Norwich with uh, well upwards of 7,000 yeah yeah they've uh, they've announced that we'll be playing at Carroll Road in September when we play them in the league and yeah the last attendance I think was 7,500 and they're, they're hoping that they can build on that and, and get an even bigger attendance so fantastic opportunity for us to go to play at a stadium like Carroll Road in front of what will probably be a very big crowd and probably our biggest crowd that the most 
these will have played in front of. But ultimately, another chance for three points. And that's what we look at is all these games are another chance for us to get some points on the board. Norwich were a very good side last year. Fully expect them to be the same again this year. Um, so it'll be a really good test for us. And a difficult season in terms of the league uh, structure, obviously. Uh, we've talked many times last season about the one-up rule and and uh, with two teams actually going out, uh, then it, it made the bottom half kind of nothing to play for either because there was no relegation. In terms of this year, are we looking at a much more stable league? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the teams, the teams that have come in this year... Um, you know, are established sides and I think they, I don't think we'll suffer with the same problems. It was difficult last year. Wyndham lost quite a few players to, to Norwich and to other teams so they were very much weakened before they even got going and Hounslow had been struggling for a couple of years in the division above and, um, you know, when they came down they was probably always going to find it difficult so it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. There was two teams in there that were struggling. This year looks more stable so yeah, it'll be one up and two down. Everything to play for and the league gets stronger every year. You know, you look at the sides that are coming in this year uh, Worthing are a very good side with some some outstanding players. So um, some big tests in there this year. And, and yeah, the sides that have come up are getting stronger every year. I think this could be the toughest year of, of, of this league at Tier 4. And that's the problem we had last year with the women's football because of the way, unfortunately, the league is structured. Um, you, you end up with um, actually only one promotion from two leagues into the next level up because of the playoff system. That's at least now gone to uh, two go up. The winners of both of the leagues will go up. But it, as Darren said, the, the difficulty is that you get one or two teams in that league who are only going to lose one or you know one game a season, or perhaps two games a season, and perhaps draw another one. So if you have a poor start, your season is over before it starts in terms of promotion. Um, and last year we lost two teams uh, quite early on, so there was no relegation either. So it's kind of sitting around, you know, watching a game of football, knowing that it might as well be a friendly because nobody was going to go anywhere apart from you know the, the top team. So hopefully that will change and hopefully that will become more competitive. The nice thing is uh, the club are obviously uh, continuing to back uh, the women's football. Uh, there's now a season ticket for the women's football. Um, <clears throat> I don't know whether that means that uh, season tickets for season ticket holders for, for the uh, men's team, whether they're not allowed in free this year, whether they have to pay, I'm not sure how that works. Um, but it's not expensive. Go along and uh, support them uh, in their campaign. Um, it should be a good one and hopefully uh, they can uh, start to put together again that little bit of consistency they lacked and play we'll see you again uh, next week thanks very much if you're thinking of watering your garden soon wait the daytime heat will make it evaporate did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down in need of legal advice you can trust Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services whatever your problem perhaps you've been a victim of crime or maybe you or a loved one have been involved in the criminal justice system Woodfines can help ensure that you get the right representation our defence team are available 24-7 and we're upfront and transparent about our costs find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Woodfines. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, and on the latest flavour. We go on a coffee trail, sourcing some unusual coffees in and around the city. Check out how things have been progressing at Market House since they opened last year. And changes to the menu at Orleans Kitchen in the town centre. There's also a new wet fish shop open near the train station that we investigate, and fishmonger Ben Roberts has tips on how best to cook them. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk. 